Well, we've been talking about this on the program, and it seems like during COVID-19, nothing makes people angrier than when people think the rules don't apply to them. We've heard it over and over again. We are all in this together, and we need to work together if we are going to flatten that curve, keep flattening the curve, and get rid of this virus. Well, apparently that message is not getting across to a couple that are in the Cowichan Valley. They have been flouting quarantine rules since recently returning from an international trip and it's causing a lot of stress for a lot of people and a lot of ang- a lot of anger. Uh, let's bring in North Cowichan Mayor Al Sebring to talk a little bit more about this. Mayor Sebring, thank you so much for being with us. Hi Joe. Uh, so what exactly is this couple doing or not doing? Well, uh, what they're not doing is staying home the way they're supposed to, at least uh, the last we heard. Uh, we got a complaint last week, and you know there's there's a whole bunch of background here. You have to understand that last week the province empowered municipal bylaw enforcement personnel to go and and deal with uh, people who are returning from foreign travel. Now this was before the feds imposed the quarantine act. Um, basically, the way that works with the local bylaw enforcement people is they can go visit and just remind folks that hey, you know what, you've just returned from foreign travel, please quarantine yourself for two weeks. In this particular instance, these these people essentially said no. Uh, they thumbed their nose at it. And the reality is that while the province has asked our bylaw enforcement people to participate in the enforcement, we are not empowered to write any tickets or do, do any detention or anything like that. It's basically a, uh, a visit that says, please don't do this. If there are repeat um, offenders or people who uh, want to be defiant, our instructions municipally are to kick that upstairs to the uh, provincial health office, in this case, Island Health, and uh, we're told they'll deal with it. What we have subsequently found out is that as of uh, a couple of days ago, they don't really have a protocol in place to deal with it. So, and I understand the province is working on it. It's interesting. I Just before I took the phone call from you, I have an email from my local uh, medical health officer here in the Cowichan Valley who says, Al, we need to connect about this couple that's not distancing, and I haven't been able to connect with it. I was hoping to have a complete update for you here, but I just read that email at about uh, three minutes to one o'clock, so I didn't have time to connect with her. But if the email rolls in during the interview, I'll let you know, because oh. I quickly popped yeah. her back one and said, <laughs> let me know. I'm, I'm going on the air. <laughs> yeah, please do. Please. So we would happily yeah. bring that breaking news uh, to people. Yeah. Uh, are, are this couple then, are they leaving the house? Are they going grocery shopping? What are they doing? You know, I don't really know the particulars. I mean, I'm, I'm the mayor. I'm not the bylaw enforcement guy. I don't get that far down into the weeds. But I, I do know that our bylaw enforcement people, when they did the visit last week, were told uh, essentially, no, we're not going to we're not going to self-isolate. We need to go shopping. We need to do this, that, and the other thing. And the other complication here that I found out yesterday is that these folks actually returned after the feds imposed the National Quarantine Act which makes it a whole different scenario now because that quarantine act is enforceable by the RCMP and Canadian Border Services. And uh, the RCMP is aware, and I can only presume they're working with the CBSA. And, I mean, they're still working out protocols as well, as we heard yesterday from Bonnie Henry. But uh, at the end of the day, I think, you know, something probably will happen. Right. And and you might not know this because it's a whole new changing landscape. But uh, I mean, a lot of people are hearing this and probably thinking, well, call the RCMP, just get the RCMP to go and either find them or whatever law enforcement can do. But do you know, would the RCMP have to actually catch them outside of their house? 
I don't know those particulars. I do know that I, I spoke with the detachment commander, the officer in charge here of our detachment, and he says, yes, we have a protocol in place, but the protocol is being driven by E-Division in Vancouver. So the way I understand it, they, um, when they have a situation like this, they report up the line to E-Division and then wait for instructions to come back down in terms of what to do next. And I haven't, like I said, gone that far down into the weeds to see what that looks like, but I know that you know, E-Division's involved and the CBSA is involved as well. And there's an important, there's another important factor here that, that we have to remember. That these are a very, very small minority of people. I mean, you know, 90, 95% of people do it, just do what they, do the right thing, do what they're told. I don't want to make that sound negative, but, you know, they get it. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's 5% that for whatever reason don't get it. And of that 5%, you know, most of those, if they get a knock on the door from our violent enforcement officers saying, please don't do this, they happily comply. So, you know, it's 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 half of that 5% that that wants to be defiant. They kind of wreck it for everybody, and then this is getting all the media attention. But but really, fundamentally, people are, are doing a good job behaving themselves. And well, you're absolutely right. And it ta- all it takes is one couple or one person like this. Uh, so if they yeah, got back on, on the 25th, their quarantine would effectively end tomorrow, uh, if I'm doing the math correctly. Uh, uh, that would be two weeks. Yeah. I think. No, the twenty. The, the, uh, yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah. Um, so then they would be free to go, but I mean, it's got to be frustrating, and I would imagine for their neighbors and residents there too to see people get away with this and flout the law and the rules while everybody else is doing their part. Well, this is it. I mean, I'm, you know, social media is lit up pretty good about this one here in the couch. Now, people want to know, you know, who are these people? Where do they live? A, I don't even know that because again, I'm not the bylaw guy. But, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? Vigilante action? You know, some of the suggestions have been, well, we'll just take six cars and block in their driveway and they can't go anywhere. Uh, as mayor, I can't support that. But at the same time, it kind of makes me smile when I read stuff like that. So I don't know. Well, absolutely. I'm surprised. And like you said, they're they're not being publicly uh, outed their names in the media reports, but clearly people know who they are and have seen pictures and on social media. I'm surprised there hasn't been perhaps more of an uproar or more of a, a response from the, the people that live on their street. Well, you know, be, be careful with those pictures on social media. One of those pictures on social media was identified as, as one of the members of, the, of that family was actually one of our bio enforcement officers, and people were going to go after him. It's like, no, hang on a minute. So, <laughs> yeah. um, For the most part, uh, how are things doing, though, in, in, in your community? And that we've been talking about smaller communities, making sure that the healthcare teams are in place, and uh, this, this concern, this real concern heading into the Easter weekend, while it's going to be a nice weekend, uh, concern that people are still going to travel when really they're not supposed to. Well, you know, we're on the island, so non-essential travel off the rock is pretty much not possible now with BC Ferry, so that makes that a little bit easier. Uh, generally speaking, how we do it in community, I'm, I'm always amazed at this community, generally the Couch and Valley. I mean, people step up. You know, last week I I had a, a grocery wholesaler call me up, and uh, end of the day I connected him with some folks, and, and he donated two pallets of frozen meat anonymously. Hmm. somebody else called me up and said, oh, I dug through a warehouse and don't ask me where I got them or why I have them because I don't even know, but I got 2,000 surgical masks. Who do I give them to? And again, anonymous donations. So, you know, there's great community spirit involved here. Most folks are really uh, into it and and, and cooperating and, and working with each other. I mean, we have a, uh, I live in Shemanus and we've got a grocery store down here that, they offer home delivery, and pre-COVID, they were doing five or six deliveries a day. Now they're doing 100. 
just because, you know, so many folks are self-isolating for whatever reason. And they've got volunteers in there who are um, packing those groceries, you know, picking the shelves and packing those groceries every day because they don't even have enough staff to do it. Last week, they said to those volunteers, you know, we really appreciate what you're doing. Here's a $50 gift card to our grocery store. Most of those volunteers turned around and went to local community agencies and say, here's a gift card, you know, give it to somebody who really needs it. So there's there's really good stories coming out of this as well. Absolutely. Uh, just one more point on the couple. Do you wish that there was there was a better, the, the, the rules were already in place, that having dealt with this, maybe police, RCMP could have just gone to the door and dealt with it or, or could, have, could have been faster doing that? Well, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, and you know, th- this is this whole thing has been drinking from a fire hose, and and sometimes we we and by we I mean governments generally we tend to get a little bit ahead of ourselves and say, you know, this is how this is what we want people to do. We haven't quite figured out how to how to do the nuts and bolts of the enforcement. I'm sure it'll catch up. I mean, both Bonnie Henry and, and Minister Dix talked about it yesterday, and I'm probably expecting another update on it today. In fact, like I said, I may be getting one here from Amit Health any minute. So, you know, um, I mean, generally, I've been very, very pleased with the way the province has handled this whole thing. Their their cooperation with municipalities has been awesome. We're getting weekly conference calls with the minister, and uh, they're staying on top of it. So this is just one of those things that fell through the cracks. And, yeah, hindsight, we could have done it better, but we're working on it. All right. We'll leave it there. Uh, Mayor Sebring, thank, thank you so much for being with us. Appreciate it. Thank you very much.